Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's Basketball Show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Coach's Corner. We are doing 2021 NBA Mock Draft Lottery Special. I'm your host, Coach James Lewis. My buddy, Coach Kevin Coleman, over there. In California, this is part of the Triple Play Fantasy franchise. And today's special, we will alternate draft picks of the top 14 lottery picks. We'll tell you who we think this team should choose and why we think that this is a great prospect. Or maybe um, they need some development. So we're going to start with the winners of the draft as Ben Wallace was very excited, not only about getting a Hall of Fame nod, but the number one overall pick, Detroit basketball stand up and yet you, you need a lot of help with that uh, 20 and 52 <laughs> finish um and you are getting a, a a budding superstar i have fell in love with this kid Cade cunningham since i've seen him 6 8 220 point guard and, and has off guard skills as well and his freshman campaign you can see the 20.1 points per game 6.2 rebounds 3.5 assists, uh, game winners under his belt. He averaged 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks, so you can see his IQ defensively. He can really pull that jumper in your face. He's very methodical uh, off of the jab step. He can fade on you. He really uses his body weight to push down um, smaller defenders. He plays well in the pick-and-roll game. You can see his um, intuitiveness defensively right here on in the transition uh, with that big frame. He doesn't have like major explosiveness, which is crazy, but he's crafty. He's a little Luka Doncic. He's reminded me of that ever since I, I've seen him. Maybe not the same passing abilities, but um, it, being able to score on all three levels, smart. Uh, he's, he's a pump fake champion. Um, and I think that he's going to fit in as a superstar one on this Detroit team. You got Killian Hayes in the backcourt. You got two playmaking guards, and um, he's bi he's bigger. And Killian Hayes has some defensive uh, abilities. I love all rookie team selects, and Sadiq Bey, who just looks like a perfect three and D player. Isaiah Stewart, who's a huge guy, and then you put you slate Jeremy Grant kind of in that number two role as opposed to him leading the show. And um, you got some future here in Detroit. They're actually not an eyesore like they have been in the past. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say about Cade, and I don't want to – I'm not as high on Cade as other people. I like Jalen Green more. Uh, but I would say that Cade, the one thing that I, I kind of get worried about is his lack of kind of elite athleticism and speed. Like, he's legit. Like, he's very solid. I, I You say Luka because I don't think Luka has that athleticism either, right? Like, he's got the, he's got the moves. He's able to kind of control things. He's elite 
he's an elite guard. He knows what he's doing out there and what he's, I think that's what the Pistons need. Uh, but to be clear for everybody out there that's watching or even listening is that we're going back and forth here on picks. He picked Cade. I would have probably swung to the fences and take my guy Jalen just because of athleticism. But I like Cade. I like what he's doing there. Yeah, he's just a super pro. He's a leader. He he looks like an NBA veteran. I I just love, love this pick. I love him. I think that no matter who was going to get the number one pick, you got to go Kate Cunningham. But I understand the upstar, the, the star uh, potential and probably our best scorer here. And, and your guy's up next. Yeah, so uh, with the second pick, it was the Houston Rockets. Uh, as we know, they have a ton to do, 17-55, and 55, uh, how they finished last year. They look to be in a complete teardown, rebuild mode. So Houston's going to go there, and I think they're going to get it with this kid, Jalen Green, a young man that I actually coached against as a freshman. He dropped 40 on us. Uh, we talked about it in that coach's corner. Uh, mm. he was He's one of the best pure scorers that I've ever witnessed in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, he, and he dominated the G League. So we're not talking about Oklahoma State. We're talking about G League, grown men, playing basketball. 17 points, four rebounds, two and a, two and a half, almost three assists. Uh, and I think the thing that I love about Jalen as we watch his tape a little bit is just when you watch him and you watch him go, he's just super athletic and he's got he's gotten better as a scorer. His three-point shooting is definitely something he's still working on. Uh, it's definitely going to be going there. But his athleticism, his ability to get to the basket, and you'll see here in the G League, you saw him develop that shot. And so I think that's really good. Uh, you'll love his ability to attack here. And that's the thing I like about Jalen so much is that his ability to attack, get to the hole, shows athleticism, scores the bucket. Like he's just going to score buckets, coach. Like that's Jalen's going to be job is like get in the game, score buckets. Uh, and, and I love him. I, I saw somebody say he looks like Clyde out here. And I'm not going to necessarily go there yet, but his ability to kind of score just separates him. Now he's got some stuff to work on. Passing, he does that okay. He gets it. He, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily have that as a skill. Uh, he doesn't really. He's not a creator for his teammates, but he he has shown that he has playmaking ability. But you'll notice here, he gets a free throw line well. He's a very good free throw shooter. But I think the most thing that helped him in the G League was his shooting. Like he really improved that. I think he ran up somewhere on thirty six percent as as we've kind of gotten better throughout the G League there. So my pick's Jalen. I think he's going to be one of the. I think he's going to be a pure scorer in the league for a long time. Uh, and that's exactly what the Rockets need. He's the type of guy you build around. He is exactly what the Rockets need, and he might not go to if you know somebody else was choosing second uh, based on fit. But it, they need scoring. They need a, a hole to fill in, in that James Harden role, and he could fit right in with, with John Wall. You got Kevin Porter Jr. You got Kristen Wood. Um, so right away, I, I see this kid to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I He hangs in the air forever. So I could kind of see that Clyde Drexler comparison. I, I It's just his hang time is unreal. Um, it, it, he gets out in transition and he's streaky when he sees it go in, uh, you watch out next time it's going up. Uh, he saved his best for last in the G league. Uh, I mean, he had a very, very solid season. He's the first one to kind of put his name out there in the hat, but he had 30 points in their playoff game. And I was super impressed with him handling the, the physical nature of playing against grown men because he does have a slight frame, but he has just the perfect model for, uh, this league's shooting guard size and uh, i love his uh star potential as far as scoring the basketball and i'm always gonna be behind a cali boy so shout out to fresno california Jalen green you know he, i gotta go with my cali guys and I, I just think he's gonna be that pure scorer uh that we're gonna see like legitimately like brandon ingram type like hey he's gonna be able to get to the basket and he's gonna be able to shoot and that's who i that's what i love to see there and for fantasy purposes he's a great pick because he they're gonna put up numbers next year coach 
Absolutely, and they're still going to be bad. So he's going to play a <laughs> yeah. lot of minutes, much like uh, Anthony Edwards this past year. It's from, from one Kylie guy to another, and this is uh, the big man prospect going to the luckiest lottery team of all time, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've had the number one pick more than anyone else, but to fall in the top three and to be able to land on an Evan Mobley who could have gone number one in a lot of drafts, um, I, I, I love the potential here. Uh, defensively, he has he has super prowess. He averaged three blocks a game. You see, he's seven foot, two tens, a little thin, but he, he he'll put some size on. He averaged sixteen and nine, um, so he he's a really good rebounder. He will dunk on your head. Uh, he took his team to the elite eight. Um, he he put people on posters. Uh, he's got good uh, finishing ability with his left and his right hand uh, to be able to kind of go over smaller defenders. Uh, he moves well on his feet and I can see him, he blocked shots in the three point line. I mean, uh, the kid is all over the place. He won pack 10, uh, pack 12 player of the year, defensive player of the year, freshman of the year. Uh, so he's just cleaning up all the awards and you can see his impact on winning as USC, um, made, made quite the run in the tournament. Now, uh, you pair him with potentially, uh, Jared Allen, as he backs down his defender, that's that little hook that I, I just love. It's just a great touch, and he has potential to just keep keep growing going forward. Uh, I, know, I know they sort of play the same position, but you got to go with the best player available here. The Cleveland Cavaliers were criticized for picking two guards back-to-back, especially little guys, but Sexland backcourt looks like it's good potential. Okoro might now fit in a role as just a role defending small forward. Um, but Evan Mobley, uh, his face-up game, he's just pumping shampoo to the hoop. Um, he's engaged. He's a lot tougher than than I kind of thought he was because he just kind of looks like he's he's cooling it out there. But he does have a motor and he does have a fight, um, and he will he will stand up to anybody in the post. So give me Evan Evan Mobley's potential, and the Cavaliers got to be excited that they got uh, a young big man like this guy. It actually makes me question. Um, because it's not a guarantee whether you sign Allen to that max that they were considering now that you have a big man on a shorter contract, and maybe they might move on from that. We'll see. It's something to watch in the summertime. But it's good to have that type of problem, right? You're still in my thunder, Coach. That's what I was going to bring up. I'm <laughs> like, hey, you don't have to take Jared Allen anymore. You got to yeah. have Mobley, and you're going to have him on a cheaper contract. I, you know I love Mobley. I mean, yeah, I think there's a possibility where you could say Mobley deserves to be a first round, first pick overall. Like, yeah. he's that talented. He's a unicorn. He's he better than Wiseman's uh, potential last year. Yeah. I had him rating over him compared to oh, last yeah. year, and Wiseman went too. This class compared to last year's class is just blows him out the water. Yes. Blows him out the water. When you look at Mobley, he was able to do, you know, he he's fluid jump shots he, he's kind of extended that range a little bit which would be good for him to kind of get there he can rebound his length is impressive like i love everything about him but like you said his motor like evan mobley's motor and his ability to drive and he loves to just work hard on the boards he does all the little intangible things so as a coach as we talk about coaching on the show a lot I, I, everything he does just translates very well. And his game translates well because he's, he, he was built, he was brought up in this era and you can tell he's not that back down Wiseman type of big. He is that, he's that versatile. He can hit those jump shots. He can look for it. He's and it. And his defense blocking his ability to have his free throw percentage, almost 70%. Three point percentage is at 40, but again, like he got, he improved there. So I love Evan Mobley. I think Mobley, that's a great pick. And I think that's a great person to build around. If the Cavs got that, we could be talking about some serious, some serious, Cavalier talk next year. 
Absolutely. And our next pick, you're up, Kev. Um, Toronto Raptors, the four pick. Yeah. Pick 104, Toronto Raptors, which is surprising having them here. Uh, but I think this is a good for them in their franchise. They went 27-45 last year, dealt with injuries, a lot of different things going on. I think this pick's got to be Jalen Suggs, right? Uh, I am known to, you know, Suggs is someone that I definitely have question marks about, but he did. He played very well in the national or in the final four. We saw that uh, his game winner. He averaged 14, five and four. The thing about him that makes that I like is that he's just a pure guard. Like when you watch him play, he's going to lead that team with them moving on from Lowry, which looks, you know, pretty much done. He's going to step right in that hole with Siakam and basically it, Basically, they're going to build around him, and I think that's impressive. He's a very good – he finds the open floor well. He passes well. He creates for his guys, and he's got that old-school solid game, right? Like, he's quick in the in the paint. He's able to change directions and speeds very well, like when he drives. Uh, and so that's what I like about him, especially at the NBA level. He can finish. So even though he's a little bit on the smaller side in terms of what you probably want to see, I think 6'4 is still fine. Um, I, I love that I say that I'm 5'7", but his, he extended his <laughs> – he extends his range a little bit and gets to the basket. Like there's really nothing I like. I think his toughness is good too. So him getting put oh, on yeah. that team with the coaches that they have with, with, you know, all those different groups that they have there. I think that's a perfect fit for him. I love the fit. Like if he goes to Toronto, I think that's a great fit for Seth. And it was a rough year for Toronto um, yeah. expectations to make the playoff. They had been there for uh, who knows how many years uh, consecutively to have to play in Tampa uh, I think that the fit is seamless with Fred Van Vliet. So it's good to see them get a little luck. Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, you can really see – look at him in transition. I mean, it's just a beautiful uh, ball player all around. And Mr. Qu- Mr. Quarterback um, in high school. And he is a quarterback out there. He is a great yeah. leader. He's probably the best leader of the group. And he saves his best moments for the end of the games. We saw that in the NCAA tournament. Uh, he was really good even in that championship game. But it just was – too much that the, the Baylor had, but all year long, uh, he, he was the best player on that Gonzaga basketball team. Um, I, what I do love about his potential is yeah, he's six, four, but he's, he's strong and he's got long arms and, and he competes on that end. Yeah. He, he's, he's not just an yeah. offensive player. Um, and him off the pick and roll, he is a savant passing and creating some space on his shots. He, he, he travels a long way when he does his step back. And I think his step back jumper is going to be something that's showcased on the next level. I think he's ready for the next level right now to go up and down and um, just a winner, uh, a perfect fit there in Toronto. They uh, got very lucky Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet looked very happy last night when they got the four pick. And um, I love, love, love Jalen Suggs. I've, I've said it since day one. I just, I even like him a little bit more than green. That's different from Coach Kevin's uh, opinion, but I just I just like him um, and everything about him screams winner. Yeah, I think defensively he's very good and you watch him. I think he's versatile. So I want to mention that like he knows he understands angles very well. So as a coach, you see that he understands angles very well. He gets in gaps very well, but he also understands angles on the offensive side. You give him a crease. He finds it. So when you watch him uh, to this game, this pick and roll open space game, in the NBA especially, it's going to fit him well. I don't think Jalen Suggs can go to a more perfect situation in Toronto. I don't I don't see any other scenario here where he goes there if he's on the board. Oh, and he's going to learn a lot. I mean, they'll probably move on from Kyle Lowry at this point, but they are they yeah. have some other guards there that he can learn from and, and play with. And we see Fred Van Vliet has played very well with the Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry. And it's great to have 
two playmaking guards. That's where this NBA is now. You're not just having a regular traditional point guard and your traditional shooting guard. you got two guys yeah. that can do similar things and then can defend on the other end. Yeah. All right. Well, we got picks 105. Who you got, Coach? Um, the best player available. Uh, Orlando got a little lucky yesterday. Now they have two first-round picks, uh, five and eight, and there were a top five certified. So no matter who had the five pick, it was probably going to be Kaminga because he was the odd man out. Um, In the G League, uh, impressive stats as far as points and rebounding since 16 and 7. They leaned on him a lot. He's got great size, 6'6", 210. He's got moves. Uh, he, he he can really get to his spot and score very well. Um, he cuts. Um, he's he's physical. Uh, he had some shooting slumps in the in, in the G League playing with some of these uh, grown men. But to me, it was a he was a, a no brainer. Hopefully, you can get Jonathan Isaac and and Markel Fultz back in the fold. You got Cole Anthony and R.J. Hampton as potential guards going forward. The Magic need players after the Vucevic trade. Um, you don't know who they were going to throw out there. They just they just need NBA pros, and this guy is going to be able to fit in and try his luck and try his hand. I and mean, they put the ball in, in Cole Anthony's hands. Um, but Jonathan Kaminga has a potential to be a future all-star in this league. Um, he also has some concerns. Uh, his shooting percentage uh, wasn't that, that great. And also, uh, he has a little knee issues. Um, he missed the last couple games for, for G League. He also had – um, knee issues in high school, but this guy was the number one rated junior before he decided to move up in class and then go to the G League and uh, to hold his own in that league and average 16. Uh, you got to go with Jonathan Kaminga with this pick number five. Yeah, I, I don't hate the pick. I think that's where you're supposed to go. Uh, and depending on, but it's just it is funny, isn't it, that they're going to take a guy like this because I feel like the magic of taking guys like this every draft, like guys that are super uber athletic and have some question marks athletically in terms of shooting, right? Like they have not athletic marks, but he's athletic. He can finish. He's going to do everything that you need to do. He'll probably average seven or eight rebounds in the NBA being a big guard. He's going to be able to do that. But that's shooting question mark. Like that's the magic. Aaron Gordon, Johnson, Isaac, these guys that they keep grabbing. I just, it just makes me laugh. Now, does he fit around that team? I think you like the magic a little more than I do, but at this spot, (laughs) I think at this spot, he's got to go there because I think there's a clear teardrop, right? Like, depending on what you think of Scotty Barnes, who I like, but I don't know if Scotty Barnes fits on the Magic better than Kuminga does based on talent. Don't get me wrong. Orlando Magic suck, um, and that's why you got to get a guy that does have potential to, to score and ice one-on-one, and that's something that uh, Scotty Barnes needs to improve, although he has, you know, kind of all those other intangibles. Yeah. So we move on to pick six. Oklahoma City was a little disappointed that they didn't fall in the top three. Yeah, so, you know, Oklahoma City, 106. They went 22 and 50. We know – I don't even know how many picks Oklahoma City has at this point. I feel like they have, what, 30, 35 first-round picks. Uh, They're just rebuilding here. Now, this might be a hot take, and Coach was trying to tell me not to pick this guy, and I told him, give me my pick. Uh, And (laughs) this is my pick. I get to take this pick. My guy is Keon Johnson from Tennessee. So I I think that – when you look at him, he's he's he didn't get a ton of volume and a ton of shots at Tennessee this last year in college. He averaged 11, three and two. The thing is about Johnson is that he's he's his potential is there. So when you watch him and you're watching his tape, I mean the dunk that you just saw it right there as you're watching <laughs> is just phenomenal. 
he has an ability to get to the paint very well. He explodes at the rim. So, like, when I'm looking at Keon, so after that teardrop at five, I, I feel like the sixth pick has got to be somebody that is just super athletic that they can build and they can go those guys. And that's got to be the Thunder, right? The Thunder are going to have to do that. They have a long time to rebuild in here. They got shy. They have these different groups, these different pieces. Hey, let's bring in Johnson. We'll improve his shooting. His shooting does need to get improved. But when you're looking at what he can be, he's there. I saw somebody mention he's like a young Ron Artest on the defensive side too. And that's high praise. I think he's a very good two-way player. He brings them this different type of field player there at, at Oklahoma City. And I think that he fits the kind of their mold, what they're looking to do. So I like Johnson at the spot. I know it may be a reach. But based on athletic potential and where he's at, I would love to take this shot on him based on how their drafts have gone and with how many picks they have, right? They're going to go youth and youth and youth. So I don't mind Johnson at this spot. And of all the picks uh, that we're going to talk about, I think this is the guy that you say this is the potential reach. Yeah. You know, and Oklahoma City is known to do that. Russell Westbrook wasn't even supposed to go drafted at, at number four, I think, when he was. But he had just all the – um, intangibles mm -hmm. that scream like this guy, his uh, NBA body build and his explosiveness is the most impressive thing to me, Keon Johnson wise. And uh, the defensive abilities, you can see that it's there. Um, he didn't start playing organized basketball till high school. So you can see that because of his offensive skills are very raw. He doesn't have much handling. Uh, he can't really go get you a bucket or whatever he was, you you see that in like Cam Thomas, yeah. you see that in James Booknight. Um, but OKC, the fact that they have really like one player that, that in Shea Gilgis Alexander, you can build anything you want to around that, and it's going to be four or five years down the line when you have eighteen first round picks uh, in the next you know <laughs> uh, seven years, which that's 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 actually true. It's crazy, but why not gamble on somebody that uh, has potential? So yes, I would have gone some another direction, but I I'm not mad at you. I think I, I might have seen Kevin O'Connor getting the same picks you know, from the ringer. So uh, it's not the craziest idea. Um, he has to build the body. Now the guy that I would have got here is the guy that I, I'm going to get next because he's on the board, and I think he's a perfect fit for the Golden State Warriors who are in win now time they got two uh lottery picks and uh we'll see if they move them around but scotty barnes give me scotty barnes uh, the 6'9 freshman out of fsu you see his stats aren't too crazy but that was a really good team and uh he was playing a little point guard at certain times well, actually a lot of times um he makes the right plays uh defensively um he just has a, a body on him he's got very long length um, he, he's shown the ability to guard guards full court as he was doing that in the NCAA tournament. Um, he has even some comparisons with Draymond Green. So that if Draymond can like mentor him, uh, he's got a, a seven, seven foot two wingspan. Um, I, my thing is he just improves as a kind of making the right play pass uh, playmaker that I've seen him develop. I've been, I mean, we've been watching him since Geico Nationals, him as a sophomore. Um, and yeah. for him to go to Mount Verde and play with Kate Cunningham, uh, he really showed that he can be your perfect, perfect role guy uh, that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he can play make, as we mentioned. Uh, he defends all positions. He guards people full court. I mean, this is him handling full court uh, ball pressure. Uh, he will dunk <laughs> on you. He's fiery, feisty, feisty, feisty competitor. Um, and he gives it all his all in the court. So I love him as a winner. I love him as a fit for the Golden State Warriors. Give me Scotty Barnes. 
Yeah, no, I like Scotty. I think overall he's one of the most solid prospects. And we talk about a lot about football, you know, for basketball, he has a very safe floor. Like I think he'll be in the league for a long time because what he can do is he's going to defend. I think he can turn into a three and D guy. Like, Hey, if you're spot up, you're here. I think he's going to make his money in the league defensively. And then offensively he'll come like, it's going to come for him. Like, Hey, what can you do? I think he's timid sometimes in the games when I've watched him play that scouted him and kind of looked at him and just watched the tournament. I think he can kind of go away, right? But that's why the Warriors would be a great fit. He doesn't have to be the guy. Like Mm-mm. he for he does for the Scotty extras. for Scotty to be successful and put in the best spot, he needs a team like the Warriors where he can just be that guy and just step in. Hey, what role you need me to go? Okay, this is my role. I'm going to guard the best player. I'm going to guard the three guy. I'm going to make sure that I hit this corner three. I'm going to play defense. So I like Scotty. I think this is a very good spot for him. I think if he goes any higher. The only thing I worry about with Scotty is that expectations will exceed what he's going to be able to do on the court the first couple of years, and that could hurt him. And Scotty doesn't know how to shoot. That's the only problem. He's got a slow, slow release, uh, and you want to be able to catch and shoot, uh, but he does make the right pass, and it shoots in there. Yeah. So, But uh, if he's on the board here at seven, you got to take Scotty Barnes. Yeah, so all right, let's go to the Magic now again. Uh, they have the 108. So we look here, as we talked about already, what they finished and what they went at. So there's a lot of different directions they're going to go here. So I looked at it based on what Coach drafted. He, he got Kuminga there. Uh, and I took a look at the board, and I think there's a kid that I think are he can definitely go here, and that's Franz Wagner uh, from Michigan, 6'9", 220, 12'6", 6-3 in college. Uh, you know, when I watch friends and this is he's sneaky athletic and it's funny to say that about a white power forward that can pretty, you know, small forward power forward. But I think where he's going to make his money in the league is shooting and he can pass and he has that ability, but he's an elite shooter. He's going to shoot over 80 percent from the free throw line. He's an elite three point shooter. And that's where he's going to make his money in the league. And so I think it fits the magic wall because they need shooting. Like I talked about, like they have to find some shooting somewhere. Uh, and he's sneaky, good playmaker. He does attack pretty well. I don't necessarily know how his his skills are going to translate like his attacking ability in the NBA. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that against certain players and defense defenses, but he's going to find the league. He's going to find a spot in the league. Uh, I, I would say that this is where those other tiers start breaking up. Is like, where, who are you going to grab here? I could have went Moses. I could have went James Buchnight maybe, but I thought that was a little early. So when I'm looking at what France can bring to the game, I think he's still young. As we talked about, you know, he's a German player. So he's going to have that little bit of that attitude, European flavor. Uh, I like him. I like his shooting touch. I like his mid range. I don't think he's going to be an elite defender, but he can stay there and he, he'll find his man and go there. So my pick is Fran, um, Franz. What do you think about that? Uh, Franz Wagner, uh, <clears throat> a little worried about him. Um, he might be the guy that we look back and, and say, bus. I mean, I know you have uh, ideas on maybe Kaminga might be that guy. And <laughs> hey, maybe you hit on one of these two players. Uh, 6'9", 220 is, is really good size, especially if you can get you can hit that three. His percentage wasn't too impressive this past year, 34 from the three-point line, but you can see his stroke is um, accurate. He shoots uh, 84 from the free throw line. So I think that eventually um, with more time that he could be a really good spot-up three-point shooter and maybe provide a roster, provide a, a, a roster spot in the starting lineup on a good team. Uh, one block a game, 1.3 steals a game. So his defense isn't slug. He's a little slew-footed, but I like it. He he um, cuts back door. He shows uh, strong sides of IQ on kind of just knowing where to be um, on the basketball court. That kind of opens up the like that free space 
um, and his length is impressive. So I, I'm not mad at, at Franz Wagner. I can, I can see him going in the top 10. And uh, if I'm Orlando, maybe you don't hit on Kaminga, maybe you hit on Wagner or vice versa. You, you get two um, versatile uh, big players. Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, at this point, you're looking for, I think, depth. And, hey, can this guy step in, be a nice rotational guy, and then maybe have the expectations and maybe start at certain points. But I think he fits the NBA, so that's where I'm going there. And I let you have my Kings pick, so you go ahead and let me down on who we're going to take. All right, so since they haven't done well at drafting in their position, I'm going to try my hand at it. Uh, team that we can't get into the playoffs 31 and 41 finish uh they go they come up they win four in a row they lose six uh every time they take two steps forward they take three steps backward i mean you do have darren fox who's averaging 25 per game you've seen him develop every single year uh probably our fastest guy with the basketball going up and down the court so who do we pair him with we got to have somebody that can also isolate and score so I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson, the freshman out of Duke that in his season early, kind of like a, a me guy. Maybe this has something to do with <laughs> Coach K wanting to, to step away. Um, but what I really like about the 6'9", 220 uh, combo, like forward guard, is he rebounds well, uh, but he's got moves. He's got wiggle. Um he, he he's good in transition, which I you know a lot of players are, are good in transition in this draft. Um, he isn't the smartest uh, basketball player, but because of his offensive ability, as far as putting the ball on the floor and score, um, he shows potential that he could really grow into the into the NBA. I mean, we saw Ingram; it took him a, a little while. Uh, Jason Tatum was really good his his rookie year, but he's kind of has similar abilities i'm not saying he's close to either one of those guys but um he th- his ability to um shoot off the pass but it, it, it really off the dribble um he's good in the screen action like when he's setting the screen he's he's really good at, at diving or popping out um i think that he is a potential much like uh keon johnson uh, as they, these guys could be really good players or they they might fall out and i know your opinion on him you're a Duke fan. You're a Sacramento Sacramento Kings fan. So I does this make you happy? Kev? Well, no, because the last time we took a Duke player in the draft, uh, who was I didn't that like, guy? Yeah, I didn't want Bagley, and I wanted Doncic. I was oh, pounding was, the table. Oh, okay. And instead, we took Bagley. So we don't have a lot of track record taking Duke guys. <laughs> I, the, the thing about Johnson, I, I liked him coming in. It's just he hasn't played that much his senior year. Remember, he had the transfer stuff going on of high school, so he didn't get out there. Last year, he left early. The, all you hear is kind of head case thing. And I don't know him, so I, I can't judge kids by this. They're young kids. But you want to see him come in there. The Kings have been looking for a small forward, I feel like, for their, their whole lives since Peja left. Uh, and we have, you know, we have – different pieces on that team. I think he'd be a good compliment. If he could figure out, great. I probably would have maybe leaned Moses Moody. I think his ceiling is a little lower than Johnson because I think Johnson's more talented. Uh, but I, I like what Moody brings to the game as a Kings fan. But I don't. I understand this pick. I understand he's a safer upside. pick. I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that he's going to be a really good pro as, uh, as a 3 and D guy. So I understand why you kind of want to go with Moody, especially to compliment playmakers such as Fox and Halliburton. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because we have Luke Walton as the head coach, so it doesn't matter because he's terrible. We need to fire Luke Walton now, but he's coming back. So They said they're bringing him back. 
Bringing them back. All right, let's move on from Kings talk because I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, so <laughs> we had the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the 110-2020 finish was 31-41. Uh, the moving on from Stan Van Gundy, thank God, because Stan Van Gundy is one of the most overrated coaches. I dropped it on a podcast a few, uh, like a couple months ago, and hey, there he goes. He's out of here. So with this pick, um, I actually – I actually think it's Davion Mitchell from Baylor, uh, national champion. I like him, 6'2", 200, 14 Love points, him. two rebounds, five and a half assists. I think he's the perfect complement to that team that they're trying to build. Uh, with him and Zion there, Brandon Ingham, they really need a point guard. And when you're watching what, what, what they're out there doing and with their inability to kind of bring the ball up, having that playmaker from that position, I know Lonzo is there, but when we talk about Lonzo, it, he, he probably won't be there. But he wasn't this type of player. Like, he's going to be able to be a scorer. You'll see him here. He's going to be able to spot up. You know, he needs to work on his free throw shooting, but his ability to drive, he opens up the game. And I think with De with Mitchell, it's going to open up the floor for the Pelicans. It opens up Brandon Ingham. It's going to open up Zion. And I think it's a good core. Like, I really like what they would be able to build around these guys. And so give me Mitchell at the spot. And you saw him. He played very well in the tournament. And you and you watch what he did here and his ability to kind of create for himself. You'll see that here, his spot-up ability. Like, I love what Mitchell brings. I think this is a smash pick at the 110 if he's on the board, especially for what they're trying to to do in the in New Orleans. And I'm gonna spend some time on this guy because I just love, love, love Davion Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's brother. Yes, he's got it in his genes. I think that there's some sharing of secrets. Nickname off night because his guards that play against him have off nights frequently. I mean, he was the Naismith player of the year. And to do that as a guard is just simply incredible. Um, he's in your chest, he'll guard you full court. He's very physical yes it says six two but if you've seen him if you've seen donovan play they play bigger than their size he can i know he can guard players bigger than him uh his three-point percentage is the most impressive thing and it's seen him go from almost not being talked about as a, a future guest second round pick from last year looking at this year he is a senior so he's ready to play right now to all the way up to some people even have him number seven number six he is that damn good and i think he's he's a guarantee uh i think he's a great uh fit with the pels you have a defensive minded guard that can go out there and battle with the zion um but his three-point percentage to go from 32 percent to 45 from three uh you're you're in the lab you're working you're working because that was a critique he had um but his ability to shake and kind of create some separation go to the cup uh, to play with other guards as he did with Jared Butler um, and to win the national championship, you have a champion. We've seen how some of these uh, Villanova players after winning their championships have done in the league. I I really like uh, Damian Mitchell. I like the fit here, but I think he can play play on a lot of teams, even like the, like the Warriors could look at him. But so um, I, I'd love your pick there. Um, the Pelicans and the Hornets, you get them confused a little bit, but now I think that uh, you, you have a new face in, in LaMelo Ball. And you're, you're looking at the, the hottest tickets as far as we want to see you guys on television. Um, so give me Moses Moody, our 3 and D guarantee guy. So he, look at that. As a freshman, he averaged 17 points a game, six rebounds. He's 6'6", 205. Um, he comes from winning pedigree. He was also on that Mount Vert team with Scotty Barnes and Cade Cunningham, and he just fit his role perfectly. I can just see him. Um, complimenting uh, not only LaMelo, but the other pieces that they have 
surrounding him. He can play with Gordon Hayward. Um, he, he knows the right spots. He's a physical kid. Um, spotting up, though, this is something that I really almost didn't see as much for Malver, but he can really shoot it, and he shoots it from deep. It's not just right there at the line uh, shooter. He he can catch in two, three feet behind that college line he's cast. So I can see that translating into the NBA right away. A safe pick. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest, like, one-on-one isolation move, but, like, you don't need that. The The league needs 3 and D guys like a, like a Sadiq Bay. And he is going to come in and he should start with the Hornets by the end of the year. And you can fit him with so many different lineups. I love uh, Moses and I love the way he parts the Red Sea. But uh, he he can see what a good player he is because he took Arkansas the furthest they've been almost ever since I can remember. So give me the, the 17 point freshman score and Moses Moody. You know, I like Moody. I, I, when we talked about him in the coach's corner, I really liked him. I think that his stock will go up as, as the draft goes because I think that the, the league needs people that like him. I think defensively he's one of the best defenders in this league uh, or in this draft, excuse me. So he's going to have that. I think he's a very good compliment around LaMelo, right? Like when you're looking at what LaMelo can do, I think that's a very good compliment pick. Uh, and that's kind of how I would go too. Like I got really nothing to say to that because I, I love Moody. I think that he's a very, very good basketball player. So Absolutely. the next pick, which is kind of weird to see, is our San Antonio Spurs are in the lottery at the one at the one twelve, and uh, you know San Antonio has a lot of issues that they're going to have to try to figure out here. Uh, they're going to be moving on from some guys, uh, kind of rebuilding, but we know Pop; he's never going to just completely rebuild. So I was looking at the board. There's a lot of uh, European and other players on this board, and I figured probably the Spurs might go that. But I went a little bit uh, different here. I, I took James Booknight from UConn, and the th- reason why, just to be just to be fair, real. Quick, quick just so everybody knows why I did it one reason is because he can score so when you're looking at what he can do with what he can bring to the table is that he's going to be able to score the basketball and he's going to be able to actually legitimately give them buckets which they need he averaged 18 5 and and 1 in college he can just score he's going to be a three-point shooter uh he he's not bad defensively he's he's got some length so he able to fill lanes pretty well but the biggest thing is he's got good handles he doesn't do anything crazy defensively he's not an amazing passer let's be honest he averaged one assist so he's not passing the ball but james booknight is can score the basket and if we've and they need shooting san antonio needs shooting they need that ability to get off come off the bench they need that high volume guy i don't necessarily know if booknight's gonna ever start uh, but he can be a six man, gives them that change of change of you know speed that they need off the bench that we've seen that teams need. We talked about it. Uh, so I like him. His ability to kind of finish in between. He's got good handles. He's very active. His three point shooting, thirty five to thirty seven percent, somewhere around there. His free throw percentage is like eighty to eighty five. He's going to be an eighty percent free throw shooter. So give me the high volume score for the Spurs because they need that. And you 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 hit it on the head. Just a pure score of the basketball. You see that release. Uh, him in transition is is beautiful. He gets up and down the court. He's got some pat. Uh, he got he got some move. He's working over there with Chris Brinkley, and I love anybody that's working out with Brinkley. Um, and he he says really high high praises about this kid. Um, he's been rising up the board since uh, I guess Montrezl and since at the end of the NCAA tournament as he didn't have a great showing against Maryland. Daryl Marcel kind of uh, locked him up with his physicality. Uh, I think as he gets older, uh, you can't teach some of uh, the moves that he has, and he's going to be uh, very, very, very hard to yeah. stay in front of. And I can see someone falling in love with him um, in an earlier position. But he's kind of the one guy that I don't exactly know where to slate him. 
I think that when it gets closer to the draft, agents are going to get the intel on the teams that really, really like this kid. And I think someone's going to fall in love with him, but he could go anywhere from, from seven to, you know, to 18, uh, yeah. depending on how that, that turns out. It, the Spurs do have a lot of guard, like younger guards, uh, but you know, you might just be looking at best player available here in James Buchanite. And um, I, I wouldn't be mad at that pick and, yeah, they'll probably be moving along from DeMar DeRozan. You can kind of see that coming to an end. So yeah. maybe another guy that can kind of play that position and maybe come off the bench to start, develop him, and then he could be, you know, potentially a really good scorer either off the bench or starting for you. So uh, James Booknight, um, he's got all the moves. Um, and I think that he just looks like a little-ass kid, but I think that he, think that he's got game. He's got some real yeah. game. So we're going to go from James Booknight to somebody that I think is a guarantee. Yes, I said it. Corey Kispert, the guy that is a senior, he averaged 19 a game for the Indiana Pacers. Wouldn't it just be perfect that we see this uh, the white guy shooter go for the Indiana Pacers? But 19 a game, five rebounds, two assists, um, great size at 6'7", 220. I loved how he played all year long, and he was. Uh, I know Jalen Suggs was kind of the leader, but this guy was the the guy, the, like the go to guy. Um, he gave you buckets all over the place. Oh my god, his release is so quick and so pure. That's one thing that I love. Love like you. You set a a, a a down screen. He can pop out and hit that shot. He he bangs with you a little bit in the post. But look, look at that catch and shoot. That's the defender. Read the scouting report. They got two hands in the face, and he still bucks. Uh, his shooting percentages of 53, 44 from deep. In 89 from the line, uh, that's unheard of. That's next-level scoring, and I think that's uh, exactly what you're looking for in the NBA. If he can defend a little bit, he's got a roster spot, and he should start on teams. Uh, of course, the comparison to Joe Harris is very notable because of his his, his catch-and-shoot abilities. Uh, but, I mean, and, and, and a white guy, a small forward, but at the same time, like, you could see it. Look at that release. I mean, just you cannot teach – someone to quicken their release. And a lot of these guys have slow releases playing this position. You want a certified bucket getter. You want uh, a player that you can kind of go in and put in right away. Give me Corey Kispert. And with Levert, with Malcolm Brogdon, uh, I think that he he's a really good fit here. We saw what Doug McDermott was doing this year with all the injuries going along. I think that he's a, he's a perfect fit for the Indiana Pacers. You know, I think he is too. He can shoot, like, and he. I think he's the oldest guy in this draft, probably, right? Like, he's a senior. He's gonna be yeah. coming in. Like, I think potentially wise, like when you draft him, you know his ceilings to probably done. Like, this is who he is, but that's okay at the 14th, 13th, 15th pick. Like, you know who he is. He's gonna come off the bench. He's gonna shoot threes, and he's just gonna get buckets that way. And that's okay. Like, that's all right. And he's got a little attitude to him. I like. He that. does that's got a flair. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a flair, and that's what you're kind of looking for at this back end of the draft. Uh, so that's kind of. I looked at now I have one last pick and I just want to be clear that I think the Warriors are going to trade this pick and they're probably going to trade their other pick so don't come after me when I make this pick but if they are on the board <laughs> and they're looking and they're looking at it from a perspective of like hey you know who should we take where where's the upside at I'm taking uh young Josh Giddy uh, from Australia you know international team 10 6 and 6 is what he averaged down there uh and he the reason why I say this and and just to be completely clear is I think Think that they made a huge mistake last year they made a, a huge mistake not drafting Lamella ball 
And I think that when they could have hit yeah. it instead of instead of Wiseman, now they bring in maybe this kid, uh, Giddy, who who's a very seasoned guy down there and playing in a pro league, who could be that off ball guy that Steph maybe needs that he can work with here with Clay coming back, Draymond there. I actually like his talent, and he's creating against grown men. So that's the other thing when you watch this tape. Remember, we worried about this with like Luca and all these different guys. Like he's playing against dudes that are older than him. Some are ten years older than him down there in that league. He's a very good – he can finish. He's very good at attacking the rim. He's very good passer. He's a solid prospect. And he's one of these international guys that can come in here and make a little bit of a difference. And you'll notice him. You know, a split. And I think his vision and his passing kind of sets him apart. So if the Warriors do pick – stay at this pick, I could see them going this route. Now, let's say they did, like, when Coach picked um, – I believe it was Scotty, right? So when you have Scotty yes. go there and then you have Giddy come in, you can have two very good solid pieces and depth pieces for that Western Conference – that maybe could do something. And now, again, I think the Warriors make a move, but if they don't, I could see them maybe going outside the box here and taking this young kid. All right, I'm going to get a little giddy talking about uh, the top international prospect for I, most people's accord and uh, a 6'8", uh, 205 point guard. That's, I mean, that's just great size. And um, those yeah. numbers, actually, they, they improved a little bit more than from when we first first grabbed it. He led that league in assists, 7.4. Um, so he's... He's a potentially a, a walking uh, triple-double at the next level. Uh, I don't know if, if he fits with the Warriors, uh, but I see him going in that top 15. So I understand this pick. Uh, Nico Mannion looks like he may be ready to step in and play a little bit more um, backup uh, point guard as he has um, a similar abilities. But uh, he plays with a patience and, and an IQ that is rare. Um, some people see plays before they happen, and Josh Giddy definitely does that. His biggest question mark here, and it, it was the same for Ricky Rubio, is the shooting. Yeah, he's got a slow release. Um, he can make it when teams. But uh, I was watching his teams would go under those screens, and he make them pay a little bit on that as that as far as that's concerned. But he's all over the court, and uh, he could develop mentally be a really good piece uh, to either be a starting point guard or a backup point guard. And with his size, um, if you're in a position to take a gamble, um, I would pick this kid. Uh, I think yeah. that if if they keep this pick, say they get Scotty, if I'm the Warriors, I look, I take a hard look at Zaire Williams because I just think he fits in with those players well, and he can really shoot the ball, um, and he has size. Uh, but Coach mentioned yeah. before the Warriors are, are are looking to win right now, and um, I could easily see them making a trade, maybe get a real a superstar. They have all the pieces to now kind of tr- take a look and trade for Brad Beal. We'll see what the Warriors end up doing here. Uh, maybe it's not Brad Beal, maybe it's a, a, another young star. But they got they got Wiseman, they got these two uh, lottery picks, and then you got a Wiggins contract that they, even though Wiggins had a good year last year, they're willing to part ways if they can get somebody that can help them win next year if i'm someone else in the league i'm scared of the warriors and maybe they make their return we see what steph curry is playing his best basketball that i've ever seen him play but yeah josh giddy um we gotta get some international love in here as well uh so um i am not mad at that pick now we have broken down a lot of these prospects even to a further degree on our coach's corner we have matchups uh our, our Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham versus Cade Cunningham has done the best um and we compare we kind of pick our sides Kevin likes Jalen Green I like Cade Cunningham we kind of both like them but we kind of make our picks based on that and we're actually looking to do some more videos 
before the NBA draft. So if you like what you saw here on the map draft 1.0, hit that subscribe button. Tell us some prospects that you would like us to verse. Um, but we will also mock out the rest of the draft in a future episode of Coach's Corner. I'm Coach James Lewis. I'm Coach Coleman. And we will see you next time.